Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. Well, it's that time of year when everyone talks about trends, trends that are likely to shape next year, trends that shaped last year. So I'm going to jump in. Let's talk about the trends or the events in 2014 that I think are going to be very significant and continue to cast a long shadow. And then, yes, I'm actually going to risk some predictions about this next year. I think 2014 is going to be a very, very significant year for our world. Hope it will be positively for you. But let me first of all talk about the five events or Uh, forces that arose, trends that arose in 2013 that I think are going to be very, very significant for the future. These are in no particular order. Uh, First of all, number one, I think that the advent of Bitcoin, the advent of online digital currency is going to be very, very significant. Already your people, people are making money that way. Already it's becoming quite a force to contend with. Already uh, a great deal of trade is taking place um, in this Bitcoin or something like it. Frankly, I think Bitcoin is going to go away and other forms of this digital currency are going to arise. But I think this is going to be an unbelievably significant force in our world. I'm not sure it's all going to be positive, but it's a coming. Number two, and again, these are in no particular order, uh, is the persecution of Christians. Uh, We now know that Christians are by far the most persecuted, uh, is by far the most persecuted religious body in the world. Uh, Christians are being um, murdered at an unbelievable rate, largely at the hands of Muslims, I'm sorry to say, and largely in the Middle East. But around the world, wherever wherever we're talking about uh, the persecution of a religion, it is almost always Christians that are being persecuted. Uh, Parliament recently conducted hearings on this topic. Uh, The U.S. Congress has done almost nothing, uh, nor has the president addressed it. Very, very disappointed in that. Uh, But I think that the unchecked persecution of Christians around the world is a trend that will continue. Uh, and it's something that's going to shape our world, shape our generation. Uh, I believe this last year, the complete failure of the Affordable Health Care Act to launch well. Now, I'm not debating for this moment the act itself, what some people call Obamacare. I'm simply talking about the fact that our federal government could not launch a working website, and by the way, still doesn't have it right, when some college students from Stanford pretty much did it in a few weeks in their after hours. Um, I, I think that that is going to increase and entrench, embed this understanding that government does some things very well. There are other things it cannot do well. That really uh, is sort of the libertarian slash conservative case that government ought, uh, nobody's saying the government should not exist. It just should do the very few things it does well and leave other things alone. And I think even for those who were in favor of big government or at least for a widespread role for government, I think that the failure of the Affordable Health Care Act website uh, to function well, despite the funds and the the, the force, the, the, the complete, the, the, the absolute power of the federal government uh, to command whatever resources it needs to to get the job done. Um, I think it's not just disappointing. I think it's going to begin to shape our generation and the generations rising uh, with an understanding that government simply has to stay 
within its boundaries. I, I think, unfortunately, we're also having a return to um, a racial divide, racial tensions in our modern world culture. Uh, the George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin situation exacerbated this, perhaps exposed the depth of it a little bit. Uh, it's certainly not that we're, racism is a new thing in our world, but we believe that we got past a lot of that in the 60s and 70s, that now we live in a post-racial world. I think we found that was not the case this last year, and that is going to continue uh, to be an issue. The African-American birth rate in America is twice that of whites. The Hispanic birth rate is five times that of whites. Uh, whites. We are going to be a majority non-white country uh, very, very uh, soon. And I mean that both in terms of influence as well as numerically, demographically. And I think it's important for us to be prepared for the tensions that are going to come with that. And then I think number five, uh, the privacy issue uh, is going to be continue to be massive. Uh, it used to be that when people came up to me at my speeches or places that I uh, traveled or just friends and said, your government is spying on you, that I would you know laugh it off and think, well, here we go again, you know, another extreme oddball. Um, but the reality is we now know that our government was, at least it could, had the power to, had the authority to uh, spy on us, that emails could be tapped, that phones could be tapped. And not just for, uh, I'm going to sound a little bit uh, perhaps racist here to some of you, but not just for somebody whose name was Abdullah, but maybe somebody whose name was Stephen Mansfield, maybe somebody whose name was George, meaning uh, not uh, according to a certain profiling even, just simply according to any suspicion uh, that some judge might um, approve. So Bitcoin, the persecution of Christianity, uh, the failure of the Affordable Health Care Act website to launch and the whole program to launch, uh, racism as exposed through the George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin situation, um, the killing of Trayvon Martin, and then, of course, privacy is a massive issue. Let me briefly list seven trends I think will shape 2014. I, I think that you are going to see uh, a d dissolution of the influence of the two political parties in this country. I think people are fed up of those, uh, with those uh, tensions. And I think you're going to see uh, people from the left and the right. I'm not speaking of Democrat and conservative. I'm sorry, Republican. I'm speaking of the left and the right. Uh, you're going to see people of different political persuasions coming together on certain issues. For example, we, we know uh, from the news that uh, members of the Tea Party and members of the environmentalist movement have had tremendous victories in the state of Georgia working together. So it's not a kumbaya moment. We'll still be passionate about those things we disagree about. But I think people are losing confidence in the two main political parties to get the job done. And I do think, of course, that we'll see uh, the strengthening of third parties. I think that publishing, this is number two, I think that publishing uh, is going to go through an enhanced revolution. I think 2014, we're going to see a lot of this really gain speed. Uh, part of it is that many publishers simply are incompetent. A lot of what you see happening uh, in terms of changes in the publishing world, um, I hate to say it, is because some of some publishers, um, to put it humorously, don't deserve to live. <laughs> I don't mean the individuals. I mean the companies. They just do an incredibly bad job. But, but aside from that, uh, aside from just the free market forces that remove, um, that, that sort of deny uh, incompetent people, unproductive companies from being able to uh, thrive and keep them from having a place. I think you're going to see the results of trends like Jeff Bezos, the um, 
founder of Amazon, uh, buying the Washington Post. These trends, the move to digital, the move to online uh, is huge. I think it's going to really gain speed in 2014. Um, and I think, frankly, it, this is a good thing. I, I think that the old school publishing of books, magazines, newspapers, I as much as I love the written word, um, you'll still see books, you'll still see uh, paper magazines, but most of this is online and it's far more responsive to human beings, far more interactive. I think you're going to see some good things happen there. I'm hoping, by the way, eventually uh, to help start an online Christian uh, presence myself. I don't mean so much in terms of my websites, but something like a Drudge Report uh, that's Christian uh, or that's at least faith-oriented while being much broader than just a narrowly defined Christian publication. Why? Because there's not much out there now. Uh, number three, I think you're going to see two things at once regarding the internet. You're going to see a dramatic increase, a continued rise of the influence of the internet, uh, of, of online buying, online reading, online shopping, every kind of online uh, kind of activity. We saw, for example, in Christmas 2013 here just recently, that online buying flooded UPS uh, and overwhelmed it so it couldn't make deliveries. Granted, it was a short shopping season. But nevertheless, I think you're going to see that trend increase. And I also think you're going to see a reaction against people being online, people talking on cell phones. You're going to see uh, no cell phone zones like uh, in restaurants. Already we're seeing airlines uh, both allowing the devices and not allowing conversations at the same time uh, on planes in a way that they haven't before. I think you're going to see two things at once an increase of the power, but people are going to increasingly resent the intrusion of online devices into civil society and family life, personal relationships. I think that's very significant. Um, I think in these next midterm elections, you're going to see an extension of what I said at number one, and that is you'll see a lot of independence winning office. There is a reaction against left uh, Democrat and, and Republican. There is a disgust with the corruption. Uh, the book Our Town by Mark Leibovich in this past year, a brilliant expose of the games, the corruption, um, the deal-making that is counterproductive to democracy and the public interest. Um, I think all that's coming to the fore and really shaping people's values. And as a result, I think you'll see perhaps more independence win in this next uh, midterm election than you've seen before. Um, I, th I think also, and this is, this is like uh, almost obvious, uh, like falling off a log, uh, so simple to understand. But, um, you know, this next year, 2014, is the 50th anniversary of the Beatles landing in the United States. And so I think you're going to see a tremendous emphasis on the Beatles. And with that will come a, a sort of rehashing, reexamination of the 1960s. This will be very healthy. And it's an, it's an opportunity to get it right because most of what passes for film treatment or writing about the 1960s gets it wrong. And I'm hoping that we have an honest, fascinating re-examination of the 1960s because of this anniversary of the Beatles' first landing uh, in in uh, 2000, I'm sorry, 1964. I, I think also you're going to see a, tr a continued, and I would say an even enhanced emphasis on religion. 
most college professors are stunned. I'm talking about people who analyze these trends and have been for years. They're stunned that we're living in the kind of religious age in which we are. But it's only increasing. If you watch what movies are on the rise next year, if you look at the book trends, if you look at what's happening in terms of religion, religious discussion, the need to understand religion, discussions about religion, etc., um, the fact is that we are Um, not becoming a secular society. Uh, We are becoming a polytheistic society, a society that emphasizes many gods, many religions. And if you're going to lead, if you're going to understand society, uh, if you're just going to have intelligent dialogue in the society, you're going to have to understand these religions. We are moving towards um, perhaps a more religious society than we've ever had before. It's just a multitude of religions and not just Judeo-Christianity. And this last one is self-serving, but so be it. I think we may be on the front end of the kind of men's movement that appeals to young men of the millennial uh, generation, that is palatable to women, um, that is healthy and whole, multi-ethnic, maybe even a little bit multi-religious, and uh, I hope to feed it and perhaps even provide some leadership in it. Now, some of you are going to say, well, yeah, you got a book out on the subject. (laughs) Yes, I do. And I'm also watching the trends. I'm watching the conversation. I'm watching the dialogue. Men, here it comes. Happy New Year. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author and popular speaker who coaches and advises leaders worldwide. To learn more about Stephen, log on to stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote and performed the Rockin' Podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production. Chartwell is ingeniously led by Beverly Darnell Mansfield. As a result, all rights are reserved. For more information, contact us through stephenmansfield.tv.